Many people find it necessary to find DIY soundproofing solutions to cut out pollution from traffic, neighbors, and other rooms in the same house. The issue with soundproofing is that it can become very expensive if you want the job done well. Permanent soundproofing up aren't budget-friendly, and when you also factor in installation costs too, it can be too much for some people. However, there are in fact some DIY options for those looking to soundproof a room on a budget. This article covers some of the most effective and inexpensive soundproofing solutions that you can install yourself. What is soundproofing? There is a lot of incorrect and misunderstood information about soundproofing, and one of the biggest mistakes people make is to confuse it with sound absorption. Sound absorption is about reducing the amount sound travels in a space, and also lessening the echo, whereas soundproofing is about blocking a sound from entering a room. The biggest difference between the two is that soundproofing requires mass. There are four main elements to consider when soundproofing a room, and they are Mass Mass is the most important thing to consider when soundproofing a room. The more mass a structure has, walls, furniture, etc., the less sound is able to enter the space. Almost every other element is based on adding more mass to a space. Decoupling Decoupling refers to the process of separating the two sides of a wall to make it harder for sound to pass through. Once the two sides have been separated, they can then be insulated, mass again, to further improve the soundproofing. You can find many articles online on soundproofing by decoupling. There are so many different solutions that it is difficult to decide which is best. It is not simple to pick a soundproofing solution. There are many different ways to soundproof using expensive products. This confuses a lot of people trying to soundproof their room. It is especially hard to understand whether to use sound isolation clips or resilient channels for your decoupling needs. In the 1960s, a device was developed to make soundproofing more effective. A sort of T was made by installing a channel perpendicular to the wall studs on a layer of drywall. The other layer of drywall was installed on the channel by using screws. Since the drywall was no longer in contact with the wood studs, it was believed that it would increase the SDC, sound transmission class, significantly. What are sound isolation clips? Sound isolation clips try to cover the problem of decoupling by, kind of, insulating the wall studs. They can be attached to the wall studs in a hat channel on which the other drywall is screwed. The reason they help in soundproofing is that they are non-conductors of sound. Very often the clips contain a component made of rubber, which helps in isolation of sound. Sound isolation clips versus resilient channels, which are better for soundproofing? Now coming to the important question, sound isolation clips or resilient channels, which one is better? Both, resilient channels and sound isolation clips help make decoupling more efficient. Resilient channels are cheaper than sound isolation clips. But the biggest disadvantage of using resilient channels is that the installation can be unsuccessful in most of the cases. The wrong installation can lead to acoustical short circuit if the wall studs come in touch with the screws. Any acoustic benefit of using resilient channels can easily be lost even if you hang any paintings on it. Moreover, the other problem is that in the market there aren't any uniform standards for the manufacturing of the resilient channels. It is true that sound isolation clips also need some amount of technical expertise during installation. However, it has been found that they provide better insulation than resilient channels. This is because they provide a lower resonance point. Below a certain frequency, the sound becomes inaudible to the human ear. So the task at hand is to ensure that decoupling works till that frequency. In this regard, 
sound isolation clips become a better alternative than resilient channels. As far as STC is concerned, sound isolation clips add 15 to 20 STC on an average. Resilient channels can add 5 to 7 points. So, if you don't mind investing a little more, it is better to opt for sound isolation clips. Tips for using sound isolation clips and resilient channels. Devices like sound isolation clips and resilient channels can help in soundproofing a room. Here are some other steps to keep in mind while carrying out the project which will help with this. Ensure there is enough mass. The simple theory at work here is that the heavier the structure, the more difficult it is to move. Thicker layers of drywall are better for soundproofing. It is also important to save space while soundproofing. So try to increase the mass without using too much space. Use a good damping compound. You can find many good damping compounds in the market today. You can use these by introducing them between the two layers being decoupled. Damping compounds reduce the sound transmitted greatly by converting the sound energy into heat energy. If you want to have a recording studio or a dedicated home theater room in your house, you will want to soundproof that room to the highest possible extent. If you are in the middle of a recording, can you afford to have outside noise messing with it? Don't you like to enjoy a movie without any disturbance? In that case, you most probably would need the green glue damping compound. What is green glue? Green glue has been the most popular choice of soundproofing experts for many years. It is also considered the most effective damping product in the market. It has a unique polymeric formula that converts mechanical energy of sound waves into heat energy. This helps in damping the sound vibrations of walls and ceilings making it a great soundproofing material. Why do experts recommend green glue? Increases the SDC dramatically. As per lab tests, the SDC of a wall with two layers of drywall can be increased from 42 SDC to 52 SDC. That is quite a jump. Cost-effective, starting at less than 50 cents per square foot. The compound is environment-friendly and non-hazardous. Easy to use in DIY projects. Installing green glue is fast. Versatile applications, green glue can be used for assisting in soundproofing of floors, stages, soffits, loudspeaker cabinets, etc. How to apply green glue? What you would need is a caulking gun with which you will spray the compound onto the drywall sheet. After you have the first drywall layer up, you can start the process. It is best to first spray along the borders so that the areas close to the edges are not missed out. After that spray randomly in any pattern all over the sheet. Two tubes are recommended by the manufacturer for each 4 apostrophe X8 sheet of drywall. One can also be used per sheet but that will have 70% effectiveness as two tubes. After applying, the curing starts and effects will be felt after 7 days. There will be a continuous improvement in soundproofing thereafter till the compound cures fully. Curing can take up to 60 days. Packaging and cost. Green glue comes in 28 ounces tubes and 5-gallon pails. The tubes are suitable for small to medium applications. Green glue tubes are sold by the company in sets of 6 and 12. The 6-tube set of green glue compound can be used to treat an area of 288 square feet, 3 sheets of drywall at 2 tubes per sheet. The 12-tube set can be used for an area of 576 square feet, 6 sheets of drywall at 2 tubes per sheet. Green glue pails are suitable for large area applications. Each pail contains 5 gallons which is almost twice the amount of compound that comes in the 12-tube set. A pail can be used for an area of 1100 to 1200 square foot, 
12 sheets of drywall. The cost of a pail is about $300 which is approximately $100 more than a set of 12 tubes. Hence, buying a pail instead of tubes is a cost-effective option. Cheaper alternative. The only real competitor of green glue is Quiet Glue Pro, Amazon Link. It is very similar to green glue in terms of packaging. Like green glue, Quiet Glue Pro is also sold in 28 ounces tubes and 5 gallon pails. There is a 1 gallon pail option which Quiet Glue Pro offers besides these. Quiet Glue Pro vs. Green Glue. Quiet Glue Pro makes the same claims that Green Glue does. But, most soundproofing experts recommend Green Glue and verify the authenticity of its lab test reports on performance. There is a lot of positive feedback for Green Glue on Amazon. In comparison, Quiet Glue Pro doesn't have very good customer feedback. However, Quiet Glue Pro is about 35% cheaper than Green Glue. A 12 tube set costs approximately $70 less than a Green Glue 12 tube set. For a large scale project, there could be significant savings on the cards. The 12 tube set of Quiet Glue Pro costs about $130 on Amazon. There is a problem which many users have faced with Quiet Glue Pro. Unlike Green Glue, it does not harden quickly enough to stick to the surface. So, when you put up the drywall, the compound keeps dripping and creates a mess. My recommendation For insufficient feedback on performance and the mess created by dripping of Quiet Glue Pro, I would stick to Green Glue. Even though it costs a bit more than Quiet Glue Pro, it is fairly inexpensive for a high-performance soundproofing product. What is damping? Damping is one of the four elements of soundproofing. What a damping material does is that it converts sound, kinetic, energy into heat energy. In other words, it dissipates the vibrations of a wall or ceiling caused by sound waves and retards the transfer of sound energy. Green Glue is a constrained layer damping product. Why is damping required? We know that high mass structures on walls like multiple layers of drywall or MDF offer resistance to sound. More the mass, more difficult it is for sound to vibrate the surface. However, at some frequencies known as resonant points, it is difficult for the heaviest of walls to prevent vibrations caused by sound. But if the surface is damped, these vibrations can also be reduced drastically. Is green glue a miracle product? No. Green glue cannot work alone, it has to be sandwiched between dense materials like thick drywall or MDF to be truly effective. Though it is not a miracle product, it is definitely a revolutionary product considering its cost and effectiveness as compared to other products. Problems associated with decoupling. In theory, decoupling is a great solution for soundproofing. But it has its drawbacks too. The studs connecting the walls are one major problem. They provide an easy path for sounds to travel from one side of the wall to the other. More importantly, at low frequencies, the air trap between the drywall acts as a spring. Thus, high performance at low frequencies is compromised by the resonance intrinsic to decoupled walls. In order to ensure effective performance from the drywall, something needs to be done about these issues. Methods to make decoupling more effective Certain methods have proven useful in making decoupling more effective. These are Building a room within a room In this method, two separate stud walls are built all around the room. This is highly effective in soundproofing but eats up a lot of space. Given the situation of housing in major cities, this is definitely not a viable option for most. Staggered stud walls and double walls. 
With staggered stud walls and double walls, the studs are arranged in a staggered manner. This helps save space but also brings down the sound transmission class, STC. Absorption As mentioned above, sound absorption is about reducing echo and the distance a sound can travel within a space, not blocking it completely. Recording studios use sound absorption equipment to improve the acoustics. Sound-absorbing materials are usually light and fluffy and therefore don't contain enough mass to block a sound. Damping Damping a sound is about reducing its resonance, usually via constrained layer damping. The damping material also converts the kinetic energy of sound waves to heat energy which helps in soundproofing. One of the most important things to remember is that the more soundproofing you want in a room, the more expensive it'll get. There are inexpensive options available, but even the cost of these will add up if you decide to use them all. This list gives you some inexpensive soundproofing options for blocking the amount of sound that enters a room, and they're listed from cheapest to more expensive. 1. Use furniture you already own. 2. Put down carpets and rugs on the floor. 3. Add door seals, fairly cheap but effective. 4. Seal air gaps. 5. Weather stripping for doors and windows. 6. Budget-friendly soundproof curtains. Which ones you choose to use will really depend on the source of the noise pollution, however using all of them will result in a good overall reduction of sound. Now let's look at each of the listed methods in detail. 1. Use furniture. This is arguably the cheapest method because you should already own furniture. Arranging all of the heaviest pieces in one room adds a great deal of mass to the space, which in turn greatly improves soundproofing. If you've ever moved house you'll have probably seen the reverse of this happening. As you empty a room sounds echo more, and you might have noticed things sound louder. When you apply the opposite thinking, filling a room up with furniture will help in blocking sound. If you're going with this option, make sure you pick the heaviest pieces of furniture you own. There's little point in using lightweight, flat pack pieces as these are usually made of inexpensive materials that don't have much mass. However, if you only own this type of furniture then it'll be better than nothing. The best pieces of furniture to use when soundproofing a room are Sofas and armchairs, the softer and squishier the better. Wardrobes, armoires and dressers. Bookcases, books are a great source of sound-absorbing mass. Tables, these will help with soundproofing the floor and stop sounds from echoing. Using furniture as a cheap method of DIY soundproofing is ideal because it covers several of the main elements of soundproofing. Not only does the furniture add mass to a room, it also helps to dampen and absorb sounds, therefore stopping echoes and reverberations. 2. Put down carpets and rugs on the floor. If you live in an apartment building or condo complex, soundproofing the floor is just as important as soundproofing walls. That said, it can be a useful method to employ in any room particularly if echoing is an issue. Floors made of concrete will be poor choices for soundproofing because concrete is a very good transmitter of sound. Noise that travels through the floor is often noise as impact noise, and is one of the most common sources of noise pollution. It can be anything from people walking around, a neighbor's television, elevators, water pipes, or building work. Whilst many of these just become background noise, they can get annoying and be a particular issue for light sleepers. Putting down heavy carpets or rugs is another inexpensive option because they are easy to buy if you're working on a budget. Not only do heavy carpets help with soundproofing, they also improve the heat insulation of a room, so are well worth the financial investment. 
Also, it's quite easy to install a carpet yourself, and all you need to do with a rug is lay it on the floor. Carpets and rugs help to reduce impact noise, both from your room and rooms below. This is because the materials used, such as wool or synthetic fibers, have excellent sound absorption qualities when woven together. Of course, much as with furniture, the heavier a carpet is, the better job it'll do at reducing sound pollution. Rugs might be a better option in some situations because they offer a less permanent alternative to laying a carpet. This can be helpful if you live in a rented apartment because you won't have to get your landlord's permission, and can you can take the rug with you when you leave. Regardless of whether you choose to lay carpet or rugs, adding underlay underneath can make a big difference to an already effective solution. Underlay is designed to improve heat insulation mainly, but because it adds more mass between to the floor it also improves soundproofing. Underlay is very cheap and easy to get hold of, so add more than one layer if you have enough money. This underlayment is not perfect though. It does make a lot of difference but does not block sound completely. What type of floors can this be used? This can be used for hardwood, laminate bamboo, concrete, etc. In fact, you can use it for any kind of flooring as long as it is not glued directly down to subfloor, vinyl flooring for example. It also cannot be used for nail-down applications. Is it moisture resistant? As it is made of felt, it will be a bit susceptible to moisture. It has a plastic film but this should not be used as a vapor barrier as it is thin. If using on concrete floors, a plastic protective layer is recommended. For other types of floors, there should be no problem. What is the STC rating for this? The manufacturer claims an STC of 66. In my experience, this is an exaggerated claim. Nonetheless, it does a decent job. Can this be used for walls? The answer is no. First of all, this is an underlayment which has not been tested for other applications. Secondly, there are a lot of better options for walls like adding extra mass, decoupling, etc. for floors, these options are not practical and an underlayment is generally the most sensible way to go. Pros If I were to summarize the performance of the Robert 70 to 193 Super Felt Underlayment, the pros would be as follows. Effective at deadening sound. Highly cost-effective. Superior to foam underlays. Fairly thick at 4 mm for increased effectiveness. Cushion sound yet does not flex so much that it creates a squeaky sound. Very easy to roll out and lay. Made of fibers and not plastic, so no crinkling sounds when walking over it. Good features for the price. Cons. Not easy to cut. Not as effective as products costing above $1,000. 3. Door seals. A common source of sound leakages is under doors. Often doors don't fit properly into their frames, and it may be that the door was fitted when the room had carpet that has now been removed. Whatever the reason, the gap underneath the door allows quite a lot of noise pollution both in and out of the room. There are a couple of different options available for DIY soundproofing a door. The least permanent and most inexpensive option is to use an acoustic sealant tape. This is basically a roll of tape with a rubber seal on it that can be stuck onto a door. Sealant tape is ideal for blocking small gaps, and you can use it on the bottom, sides, and top of the door. Most brands of sealant tape are quite cheap, and some are designed to mold themselves into the gaps surrounding a door, although will usually only fill gaps of around 3 mm. Whatever the reason, the gap underneath the door allows quite a lot of noise pollution both in and out of the room. There are a couple of different options available for DIY soundproofing a door. 
The least permanent and most inexpensive option is to use an acoustic sealant tape, Amazon link. This is basically a roll of tape with a rubber seal on it that can be stuck onto a door. Sealant tape is ideal for blocking small gaps, and you can use it on the bottom, sides, and top of the door. Most brands of sealant tape are quite cheap, and some are designed to mold themselves into the gaps surrounding a door, although will usually only fill gaps of around 3 mm. A slightly more expensive and permanent solution is to install a mounted seal around the door. They are attached directly to the door and usually have a drop-down seal that can be adjusted to fit the gap on the door. Door seals are usually made out of metal and rubber and so provide mass and a level of sound absorption. The quality and efficacy will depend entirely on how much money you're willing to spend. Obviously this has been suggested as an inexpensive method, so you won't be paying loads even for a high-quality door seal. It's worth shopping around for the best model to fit your door and requirements because there are many different models available. Slightly more expensive and permanent solution is to install a mounted seal around the door. They are attached directly to the door and usually have a drop-down seal that can be adjusted to fit the gap on the door. Door seals are usually made out of metal and rubber and so provide mass and a level of sound absorption. The quality and efficacy will depend entirely on how much money you're willing to spend. Obviously this has been suggested as an inexpensive method, so you won't be paying loads even for a high-quality door seal. It's worth shopping around for the best model to fit your door and requirements because there are many different models available. When choosing the right door seal, consider the following things. Will the door seal completely fill the gap between door and frame? If not, then there's little point buying it. Will the door still be able to function as normal? You can buy door seals specifically for use with carpet and hardwood floors, so bear this in mind. Is it just the bottom of the door you need to seal? Seeing as you're trying to soundproof the door, check the rest of the frame. You might as well work to fill every gap to make it as effective as possible. Another thing to consider while you're soundproofing the door is whether you can add more mass while you're here. If you're soundproofing on a budget this might not be an option, but switching the door for a heavier one will also help to reduce noise pollution. The key to learning how to soundproof a door effectively is to address each problem area individually. First objective should be to seal all the gaps where sound leaks take place. As far as doors are concerned, there are many such problematic areas. Given below is a step-by-step -step way to go about soundproofing doors. 1. Seal the door frames. When assessing the entire door set, you will notice that its frame can be a pretty big weak link. As door frames are shimmed in place, air gaps are created between the frame and the drywall. These gaps can leak a lot of sound and cause issues. Luckily, there are two options to resolve this. Option 1. If you are building out an entire room, the door frame can be installed before installing the wall material, usually drywall. After this, you can add a drywall layer over the frame to close the gaps. This would mean that you will end up with an exposed edge of drywall, but it would be highly effective in sealing the door frame. There are also ways you can try to mask the drywall edges to blend them in with the surrounding wall. Option 2. The second option is best for anyone trying to soundproof a room that has already been built out. This method involves cementing the door frame after it has been shimmed in place. This is the easier option of the two and is the one I chose to do when I was soundproofing my home theater. With either option, you will need to apply acoustic caulking between the layers of the door frame and the drywall or cement to completely seal off the gap and prevent any noise from leaking through. You can find inexpensive acoustic caulk at your local hardware store or online on Amazon. 
Note that if you have not used caulk before, you will also need to invest in a caulking gun to apply it. 2. Seal the door jams. Door jams are the vertical portion of your door's frame that holds the door secure. The area between the jam and the door can create flanking paths for the passage of sound. To seal a door jam, you can use Jam Seal Kit, Amazon, or weather stripping tape. Both can be found available at your local hardware store or online. 3. Seal the gap under the door. There is no such thing as a door without a gap underneath it. It is impossible to design, the gap is required so that the door does not scrape the floor every time you open or close it. However, for soundproofing purposes, the gap under the door is definitely not something you want to leave alone. After all, that is one more area for sound to come through. In fact, underneath the door is arguably the biggest way sound can get into, and out of, a room. It is why most door soundproofing fixes involve filling this gap. Automatic door bottoms are designed in such a way that when the door is closed, there is a seal that covers the gap. When the door is opened or closed, the seal is automatically lifted through a spring mechanism so that the door can move easily. 4. Choose the right material for the door. Doors are practically required to be visually appealing to some extent, and cannot achieve that effect if it is made out of drywall. If it was, it would certainly look funny or out of place, especially if the surrounding wall is drywall, too. So what kind of material can be used for soundproofing doors that simultaneously block sound while looking good? What about wood? The main problem with wood is that the transmission loss, defined as a quantification of how much sound is blocked from traveling through noise-blocking treatments, required for something like a home theater room cannot be achieved even from the heaviest woods. This is why soundproof doors are often very expensive, as they are heavy woods that have been modified for soundproofing purposes. Best Value Soundproof Doors We have established that solid core doors are best for soundproofing, but there are many options available among home improvement stores and online, so how do you know which is the very best for your soundproofing project? Which type of door assembly is the best? According to Wikipedia, with an STC of 35, loud speech would still be audible through a building component such as a door. However, the speech would not exactly be intelligible. A solid core door may not provide sound isolation as high as an STC rating of 60+. The STC of most doors of this type would be around 35 if anything. According to Egger Industries, a communicating door is the best assembly option for optimal soundproofing. Communicating door assemblies have an STC of above 50, which is very high in comparison to other door assembly types like Dutch, transom, and paired flush doors. An STC of above 50 is a fairly good figure to achieve for any type of door. Alternate methods for soundproofing doors. We have seen that communicator door assemblies made of solid core material are best for soundproofing the door area. However, simply replacing a door may not be a practical solution for everybody. The following are a few alternative ways you can soundproof your door while still staying within budget. 1. Solid core door plus green glue plus MDF. Some experts suggest that a medium density fiberboard, MDF, layer can be added to a solid core door with a noise proofing, damping layer, like green glue, Amazon, compound, in between. This can help improve the STC by a few numbers. To install, all you will need to do is get a piece of flat, smooth MDF that is the same size as your existing door. Ideally, it should be a half inch thick, this will help add some density to your door. Drill a hole to allow room for the door handle to fit through. 
Apply a layer of green glue on the back of the MDF panel or the door, and screw the panel to the door using a set of wood screws. 2. MDF plus green glue plus MDF. Another option for soundproofing that I have found to be effective is to sandwich two layers of medium-density fiberboard with green glue in between. With this more inexpensive method, you can avoid the costs incurred from buying a solid core door. It can also insulate a wall pretty decently for a room that is not meant to be a home theater. So, if you just want to block out traffic noise and noisy neighbors, the MDF plus green glue plus MDF method works for such purposes. Why MDF? Medium-density fiberboard is a common choice for soundproofing projects. But why? For MDF panels measuring 16 mm or more in thickness, the STC is 25. This is fairly high compared to other materials such as plywood, which has an STC figure as low as 15. However, surprisingly, in the case of any material, the STC does not increase with an increase in thickness. This means that there is no additional benefit of having a thicker layer of MDF beyond 16 mm unless you just want a thicker door. 3. Soundproof Paint One alternative to making large, physical alterations to your existing door is applying noise-reducing paint to it. Soundproof paint is different from regular paint in that its main ingredient is latex, which provides a rubbery, more soundproofing effect when dry. It is also denser than regular paint, which can help in subduing noise. However, soundproof paint is not exactly foolproof when it comes to blocking out noise. In fact, it is highly recommended that you use this method as a supplement to other soundproofing options rather than as a replacement or to use alone. This is because soundproof paint is usually only good for blocking part of medium-pitched noises, such as speech. It is not effective in blocking high-pitch or low-pitched noises. In addition, there are usually not very many color options for this particular kind of paint, and when applied appears a little chunky in places, so if you are considering it as a way to help absorb sounds, keep in mind that it will most likely not be that pretty to look at. But even with these disadvantages, it is still an affordable and hassle-free alternative to consider. 4. Foam or Rubber Tiling Similar to soundproof paint, this method is not as foolproof as other tried-and-true options but can help get the job done in combination with other soundproofing methods. A local hardware store or music supply store may have specialized interlocking tiles that you can attach to your door using green glue or staples. These acoustic tiles usually have different noise reduction levels, so make sure you choose the highest level available for the most sound blockage. Alternatively, rubber flooring tiles could also be attached to the back of your door with green glue and staples. They are much easier to find in stores but do not quite offer the same level of noise reduction as foam interlocking tiles. 5. Mass-Loaded Vinyl Barriers Mass-Loaded Vinyl, MLV, barriers are thick sheets of a vinyl material that can be attached to the back of the door with green glue and staples. They are good at reducing noise but are quite expensive compared to other soundproofing methods. 6. Noise-Reducing Curtains If switching up the door or making physical changes to it is not an option, perhaps you live in a rental home or apartment where you are not able to do so, there is still a way to soundproof a noisy room. If you really want to make a dent in the sound entering or leaving the room, you will need to invest in industrial-grade noise-reducing curtains. I know what you are thinking, curtains are for windows, not doors. However, these specific noise-reducing curtains are designed to keep noise away and are equally effective when used on a door. All you will need to do to use them on your door is to install a curtain rod above the door frame. From there, 
you would just hang the noise-reducing drape on it, just like you would a standard window. Like the MDF plus green glue plus MDF method, it is a great option for rooms not intended to be a home theater. This is a solution I feel is worth looking into if you really want to avoid the hassle of replacing the door. It is also much more cost-effective. 7. Noise-reducing blankets. Another option for temporarily soundproofing a door for those who live on rental properties is using a noise-reducing blanket. Moving blankets work equally well. Simply hang it behind the door using a couple of hooks. Noise-reducing blankets are usually made from an absorbing material, such as fiberglass, which is perfect for sound absorption. Heavier soundproof blankets can almost absorb most sounds. Although a noise-reducing blanket is not the ideal option, aesthetically speaking, it is a soundproofing option that can easily be added or removed from the door as you see fit. The best noise-reducing jeep blanket to use are those with grommets, those tiny rings that are usually found on the edges of sheets. This feature will make it easier to hang behind the door, and will make it easier for you to go in and out of the room. Outside of these tips, there are other alternative ways to soundproof your door, from applying a layer of soundproof paint to hanging up a moving blanket or soundproof curtains. You could also try laying down rugs or moving large furniture, such as bookshelves or a decorative chair, next to or nearby the door to help absorb local sounds and prevent all of the noise from getting through. Of course, to achieve complete noise blockage and a quieter space overall, you may want to use a combination of the above-mentioned methods. 4. Acoustic sealant for windows and walls. Along with doors, windows are another common source of noise pollution. Even if you have modern double-glazed windows that are actually very good at keeping noise out, the bigger issue is with the seals around the windows. This is the same for possible gaps around door frames, cracks in walls, and seams around it any possible DIY works done in the room. On its own, acoustic sealant, like this one found on Amazon, isn't the most effective method, but it's very helpful when used alongside a number of other methods. 5. Weather stripping for doors and windows. Weather stripping is actually designed to stop drafts and air leaks, but much of the same science applies to blocking noise pollution. After all, air is a particularly good carrier of sound, and so if you're able to reduce the amount of air that leaks into or out of a room, then you're also helping to soundproof it. Like door seals mentioned earlier, weather stripping comes in a variety of different forms, some of which are inexpensive, but others will cost a bit more money. How much you spend will depend on how permanent you want it to be, and the material the stripping is made from. Many newer external doors will already have weather stripping installed, but it can be helpful to install it on interior doors too if you're looking to soundproof a room. It's also one of the more time-consuming methods of DIY soundproofing, and will require a bit more DIY knowledge than some other options. However, weather stripping still isn't that hard to install. The most common materials used in weather stripping are EPDM rubber, a thermoplastic mix of plastic and rubber, or a polymer and filler blend. All of these are effective at blocking sound because they're dense materials with quite a bit of mass. Considering they're designed to block air leakage, they're all also effective at blocking sound. If you're looking to install weather stripping on a budget then choose one of the self-adhesive strip brands. These are very similar to the door seals mentioned earlier, but they fit on the door differently. Rather than sitting on the exterior edge of a door, they essentially sit between the door and the frame. Their job is to just fill in the gap to stop air escaping. For this method to be most effective, it's important to install weather stripping on doors and windows in the room you're trying to soundproof. Much like the other methods suggested, 
it's important to cover all possible sources of airborne sound leakage. Most windows should have weather stripping already fitted, as it's often part of building regulations, but this can become worn out over time and will need replacing. In order to do the best job when installing the weather stripping, make sure you familiarize yourself with the product and watch some installation tutorials online. The actual product isn't difficult to fit, but what can be difficult is fitting it so that it does a good job of soundproofing the seal. 6. Budget-Friendly Soundproof Curtains There are many types of soundproof curtains available online, but their effectiveness is highly debatable. Many are essentially just heavy curtains, and might contain some insulation foam, but they are often an excuse to slap an expensive price tag on an already good soundproofing method. Windows are a known weak spot when it comes to soundproofing. Unlike walls, which usually have a reasonable amount of mass and can be added to, there's little you can do with windows. Apart from sealing the joints around window frames, the only other option you have for soundproofing a window is to use curtains. Just as with carpets, the heavier the curtains are, the more effective they'll be at soundproofing a window. Blackout curtains are usually quite heavy-duty in order to block out light, so they can often be a good place to start. If possible, look for curtains or drapes that are made from several layers of material, as this will add even more mass in front of the window. Obviously, based on this advice, don't bother using blinds or thin summer curtains because these will do basically nothing. The other thing to bear in mind is that heavy curtains will be very good at insulating a room too, which can be a blessing if you live in a cold climate, but might not be as helpful if you live somewhere warm. Although heavy-duty drapes are possibly the most expensive option suggested on this list, there are ways to cut the cost. Firstly, try looking for second-hand drapes. Old-fashioned curtains were designed specifically to help with insulation because houses only had single glazed windows, and so these will do a great job at damping and absorbing any sound pollution that leaks through the window panes. Another way to get inexpensive heavy drapes is to make them yourself. If you or someone you know is particularly handy with a sewing machine then why not make your own? If you start with a normal set of curtains, it's very easy to sew on extra layers of insulation. Materials such as velvet or velour are a good place to start, and although these aren't budget-friendly, they are some of the heaviest fabrics you can buy. Then simply sew on some layers of heavy cotton and you've got instant noise reduction. Here are the most effective methods of soundproofing a room on a budget. Add drywall. If you're reasonably handy around the house, and there's no issue with you installing a more permanent solution, then adding another layer of drywall to the walls and ceiling is a great place to start. As with every other method suggested, this involves simply adding more mass to the existing structure. It's even more effective if you leave a cavity between the two layers of drywall because this creates an extra space for sound to travel through. 1. Plug sound leaks. Pretend sound moves like water throughout your house. To stop the sound, you need to plug the leaks. To do this, buy some acoustic sealant and apply it around any gaps between your overhead lighting fixtures, door casings, and switch boxes. 2. Use rugs and carpets. Rugs, carpets and even drapes help reduce ambient noise. If you have a loud room that's naked, consider adding a new throw rug or carpet. It will help dampen the noise and spiff up the room at the same time. 3. Add a layer of drywall. Drywall is a dense material that stops noise, so it's a perfect soundproofing addition. You don't have to double drywall your entire house. Just focus on the noisiest areas, like your kid's room, or the areas you want to keep particularly quiet, like your office. For this project, 
We recommend hiring a contractor near you. 4. Install acoustic panels. Acoustic panels absorb sound, which makes them a perfect buffer around particularly loud rooms, like a music room. You can even turn your panels into a work of art with these custom acoustical treatments from Soundproof Cow. 5. Switch your doors. If your home has hollow core doors, these are lightweight and inexpensive, there's probably a lot of extra sound passing through them. To quiet things down, consider replacing them with solid core doors, which you can find at your local hardware store for about $60-$80. Block out noise and distraction by soundproofing your home office. Today's hyperconnected economy means that more of us work from home now than ever before. While not having a commute has its benefits, one of the biggest challenges for homebound workers is keeping noise, whether it be construction in the neighborhood or kids running down the hallways, out of the workspace. Regain focus and boost your productivity. Below, we walk you through seven steps to soundproofing your home office. Seal holes in the walls. A large wall is a great sound blocker, but it's useless if there are any holes in it. Inspect the walls and ceilings of your home office, and if you find any perforations, fill them in with sound-absorbing materials such as fiberglass bat insulation. Install a solid core door. Solid core doors are much better sound absorbers than hollow core doors. If you want to ensure that no sound enters through your door, install a solid core door, and add vinyl weather stripping and a bottom sweep and threshold seal. Cock spaces in your drywall. Look out for cracks and crevices on your drywall around electrical boxes and ductwork, and caulk these openings to prevent noise from entering your work sanctuary. Add a layer of acoustic board. If you have the stamina for a bigger soundproofing project that may involve moving electrical boxes or reinstalling baseboards, you can glue a layer of acoustic board, and then another layer of drywall over your existing interior walls for added defense against noise from outside. Another good alternative are acoustic panels and tiles from bow acoustic wood. Wool. Soundproof your ceiling. If the noise is coming from above, nail 1 times 2 inch furring strips over 3 quarter inch rigid insulation on your ceiling. This will be a big job, as you will then need to tape, sand, and paint your ceiling after. Soundproof your floor. If the noise is coming from below, lay an acoustic board on top of the floor and ideally cover it with carpeting, which provides additional sound absorption. Soundproof your windows. If you're on a budget, install soundproof curtains from brands such as Acoustic Curtain. If you want to invest in even stronger soundproofing, install double-pane windows that can help block out noise from the street. Copyright Corner Love Dream, dreamstime.com You're gonna need a thicker wall. How to soundproof a room. In brief, here is how to soundproof a room. 1. Determine what noise you want to control. 2. Opt for soft, sound-absorbing materials such as rugs and upholstered furniture. 3. Consider sound-absorbing acoustic tiles for walls. 4. Install sound-blocking doors. 5. Install soundproof window inserts or acoustic quilts. 6. Explore sound-blocking wall, ceiling, and floor construction techniques. Now let's dig into the details. Soundproofing is about controlling noise. So ask yourself, what noise do I want to control? Broadly speaking, noise control falls within two camps. 1. Controlling the quality and nature of sound generated within your home, and 2. Blocking noise that you don't want to hear. Both of these involve stopping the unwanted movement of sound from one place to another and dampening echoes. 
Two soundproofing techniques are used for controlling the movement of sound. 1. Sound absorbing and 2. Sound blocking Sound absorbing soaks up sound so it doesn't bounce from one place to another. Sound blocking relies upon materials and methods that stop or reduce the transfer of sound. To soundproof a room effectively, you can use a combination of noise blocking and sound absorbing materials and techniques. You can use sound blockers to prevent noise from traveling through the walls, ceiling, floors, doors, windows and openings such as doorways, and also employ materials that absorb noise both inside and outside of the room. What is an STC rating? This is a key measurement. When you're dealing with noise, it's important to measure the effectiveness of soundproofing. The ability of a material to block sound is measured by a sound transmission class, STC rating. This rating roughly reflects the decibel reduction in noise provided by a partition or object. This chart lists the type of noise you can hear when wall has various STC soundproofing ratings. Sound absorption is measured by a noise reduction coefficient, NRC, rating or a sound absorption average, SAA. In both cases, the higher the rating, the more effective the materials and methods are at doing their job. To block loud speech, a wall needs an STC rating of at least 40 to 50. For excellent noise blocking, you'll need an STC rating of from 50 to 60. In each of the soundproofing sections below, we discuss the STC ratings you want to achieve. Sound absorbing materials and techniques. To dampen echoes and reverberations that cause noise, absorb sound with soft surfaces and materials. In a typical room, these materials include carpeting, padded curtains, and upholstered furniture. If you want to minimize sound bouncing around a room, avoid hard materials like hardwood, tile, and laminates. Acoustic tiles and foam. But you can do more. Sound-absorbing materials such as acoustic foam can greatly improve the quality of sound in a room. Typically porous, lightweight, and soft to the touch, sound-absorbing materials stop noise from bouncing around inside rooms. That's why they are used for deadening distortion from reflected sound in a home theater, music room, podcasting booth, or recording studio. They work equally great to soften the sound in a noisy kitchen or recreation room. It is how a combination of sound absorbers and diffusers make a room sound less noisy and more natural. So, acoustic tiles work great for controlling echoes. But people often ask if putting foam acoustic panels or tiles on walls will help reduce noise from neighbors or the neighborhood. The answer is, they keep sound from bouncing around but, beyond deadening the sound, they won't be very effective at blocking outside noise. Sound deadening acoustic panels offer studio quality soundproofing. These home theater-style soundproof foam tiles are available in lots of colors. Shop for soundproofing acoustic deadening sound tiles on Amazon. Soundproof Store Acoustic sound deadening panels offer studio-quality soundproofing. Because foam acoustic panels and tiles are often applied to surfaces to finished material, they come in a variety of colors and styles. Cost for acoustic soundproofing tiles ranges from about $15 to $40 for a pack of 12 12 by 12 inch tiles. Soundproofing for recording or podcasting. If two walls are not parallel with one another, sound is less likely to ping pong back and forth. This explains why uneven, angled, curved, or ridged soundproofing materials are popular in environments where noise reduction is key such as recording studios, home theaters, and music practice rooms. For people who are building a home recording studio, soundproofing is an art. 
A good place to start is with soundproofing acoustic panels or sound deadening tiles like the ones shown and discussed above. Solid doors block sound better. You can add significant sound controls simply by replacing a hollow cord door with a solid cord door. Copyright Don Vandervoort Home Tips A solid cord door helps block the transference of sound by eliminating the drum-like construction of a hollow cord door. Hollow cord doors are the most typical, ordinary flush interior doors in houses. Beneath a hollow cord door's surfaces, an inner cardboard honeycomb core is surrounded by a softwood frame. The surfaces are faced with very thin wood veneers. Considering the thin surfaces and the air-filled core, there isn't much to block the movement of sound. Solid core exterior or interior doors have, as their name suggests, a solid core of wood or composite material. They will block noise more effectively because of their density. Manufacturers sell many types, ranging from expensive hardwood to more affordable medium-density fiberboard, MDF, doors. Geltwin Composite door maximizes sound control. When shopping for a sound-blocking door, you'll see they all have an STC rating that measures their performance. Please see what is an STC rating. A hollow core interior door has an STC of less than 20. If you were to replace that door with a solid core door that is properly weather-stripped, you would end up with an STC rating of 34 to 36. This would block low speech, but not loud speech or other noise. Though most interior doors are 1 and 3 eighths inch thick, exterior doors are typically 1 and 3 quarters inch thick. The thicker the door, the better it reduces noise transfer. Just be aware that replacing a 1 and 3 eighths inch door with a thicker one will involve some carpentry modifications to the door jams. Sound blocking doors. You can actually go one step further than a solid core door and buy a sound blocking door. Doors made specifically for blocking sound typically have a construction that sandwiches half-inch thick particle board sound board with an interior layer of lead or another super dense material. A door that contains lead will be much heavier than a conventional door. They are often sold as kits that include jams and integral interlocking thresholds and sweeps to keep sound from leaking in around them. Weather stripping for doors and windows. Of course, it doesn't matter how a door is built if it's open, right? Similarly, if gaps exist around the edges or between the bottom of the door and the floor, sound easily sneaks in around the door. Copyright Don Vandervoort Home Tips Door Jam Weather Stripping Options So the doors should fit the jam tightly. Use weather stripping to seal around its edges. Rubber or vinyl bulk door weather stripping and a door bottom weather stripping sweep do a good job of sealing around the perimeter of a door to block noise. Self-adhesive soundproofing tape is sold in 17-foot rolls, you need one roll per door. If you need a door sweep that doesn't drag along the floor, investigate an automatic door sweep that seals the bottom of the door only when the door is closed. Thermwell Products Door sweep seals out the weather beneath an exterior door. You can buy recording studio-grade door noise-reducing materials online at an acoustic door seal kit. Back to top Soundproofing a wall Whether you want to control the noise within a room or block it from traveling into a room, your home's walls are key. Keep in mind that most soundproofing techniques used for walls also work for ceilings. Unfortunately, conventional walls and ceilings are only marginally effective at blocking noise because they are built like drums. Typical drywall construction. They have surface membranes, typically half-inch thick drywall, attached to a structural framework of wall studs or ceiling joists. 
The spaces between the studs are filled with air or, in some exterior walls, insulation. When sound waves strike one surface, they are conducted through the surface material and framework to the other surface where they're broadcast as audible noise. Of course, where wall surfaces are thin or non-existent, such as at an open window or doorway, noise flows freely. STC Ratings for Walls As a standard for comparison, a paper-thin conventional house interior wall made of 2 by 4 studs with half-inch drywall on both sides has an STC rating of between 15 and 33. The variance depends upon construction and whether the wall contains fiberglass insulation. A 2 by 4 stud wall, insulated, with slightly thicker 5 8 inch drywall on each side will give you an STC rating of about 40. See what is an STC rating? Many condos or apartments have partition walls built with staggered double 2 by 4 stud framing and, in some cases, one or two layers of 5 8 inch drywall on each side. These have STC ratings from 40 to the high 60s, depending upon the number and thickness of drywall layers and the addition of insulation between the studs. Mass-loaded vinyl, discussed below, contributes an additional STC rating of from 25 to 27. Back to top. Soundproofing insulation. If you are building or remodeling a home, you have an excellent opportunity to install significant noise control measures, including insulation between the studs and several acoustic construction techniques discussed below. During building or remodeling, an effective and affordable way to improve the soundproofing performance of walls and ceilings is to put bat or blanket insulation between studs or joists. Insulation absorbs the sound that would otherwise easily travel through the air pockets between wall framing. Certain. Teague. Sound insulation between wall studs helps quiet noise. Major insulation manufacturers, including Certainteed, Johns Manville, Tau Fiberglass, and Owens Corning, market three and a half inch thick fiberglass or rock wool acoustic bats specifically for sound control. These products are excellent at absorbing the sound that would otherwise travel through the air. Designed to fit between studs, acoustic bats are 14 and a half inches or 22 and a half inches wide and three and a half inches thick. Most are the same as our 11 or our 13 energy insulation bats. Craft-faced bats are friendliest to handle and easiest to fasten in place, a vapor barrier is not needed for interior walls. They should be installed tightly between framing members, and snugly around pipes, electrical boxes, wires, and heating ducts with as few hollows or gaps as possible. Any gaps or hollows will allow noise leaks. Leaving only a small portion of a wall or ceiling uninsulated can dramatically reduce its sound-reducing performance. Bats can be friction-fit in wall cavities. If temporary support is needed, two or three bands of drywall tape may be stapled horizontally across studs. In ceilings, bats should be installed just above the backside of the ceiling material. Construction Methods for Acoustic Walls Boosting the sound-blocking performance of walls and ceilings to higher STC levels calls for additional measures during wall construction. Here are a few options. Metal wall studs. Using metal wall studs helps. A wall built with two and a half inch metal studs yields an STC rating of 45. Two layers of drywall. Another way to achieve better performance is to apply a second layer of 5 eighths inch drywall to one or both sides of the wall. This gives the surface more mass, making it less prone to vibrate and transfer sound waves. Adding a layer of half-inch drywall to one side of an insulated wall increases the STC rating to 40, adding it to both sides pushes the STC to 45. 
By moving up to 5 8 inch drywall and adding insulation you can get an SDC rating as high as 60. Sound isolation systems. An even more effective way to build an interior wall is to mount half-inch gypsum wallboard on special resilient channels or clips that across the wall. These channels or clips absorb sound so it isn't conducted through the wall studs, resulting in an STC rating of about 46. Typically, the drywall is screwed to a flange on the channels, not to the studs. Combining insulation, channel-mounted wallboard, and a dual layer of half-inch gypsum on one side achieves an excellent STC rating of 52. Staggered wall studs. In roughly the same category as a wall with staggered wall studs. Though this requires more labor and framing material, a wall of 2x4 studs, staggered along 2x6 bottom and top plates with two thicknesses of fiberglass insulation, produces an STC of about 50. Because the wall surfaces are each fastened to an independent set of studs, noise can't travel through the studs from one surface to the other. Fire blocking. Where codes and safety allow, consider eliminating fire blocking in interior walls. These short blocks, mounted horizontally between wall studs, transmit noise readily from one wall surface to the other. If you're thinking about eliminating them, be sure to check with your local building department. Back to top. Mass-loaded vinyl, MLV. Mass-loaded vinyl, MLV, barriers offer a serious step up in blocking sound, with an STC addition of from about 25 to 32. Made of high-density organic sands and salts, as well as minute metal particles, these 1 8 to 1 quarter inch thick flexible products are sold in 4 by 8 foot sheets and 4.5 by 20 foot rolls. The material can be cut with a utility knife. MLV can be class AE84 fire rated when it has a foil facing on it. Prices run from $1 to $2.50 per square foot. You can buy self-adhesive types, but this adds to the price. At about 2 pounds per square foot, they are heavier than they look. Depending upon the surface you're attaching them to, you can use construction staples, nails or screws with big washer-sized heads, or adhesive. A power nailer loaded with staples is easiest to use. Because of the weight, MLV must be installed so that the fasteners don't pull through the material. You can even install grommets and hang the sheets like curtains, a good solution if you live in an apartment or rental. Sealing up wall penetrations. Electrical switches at outlets are set into plastic or metal boxes in a wall. These boxes, because they are hollow, act as holes that allow noise to easily pass through the wall. This is where putty pads or quiet pads can help. If you can gain access, wrap the backside of electrical boxes in similar penetrations with putty pads. These create an air seal and add mass to the box that sound can't bypass. How to soundproof between floors. In an existing home or apartment, Controlling the noise that travels from the floor above to the room below, or vice versa, can be very difficult, particularly if you don't own or control the room above. For more about this, please see how to soundproof an apartment. If you own the room above, you can install padded carpeting to minimize the sound of shoes above or foam speaker isolation pads to deaden the rumble of speakers. You can also undertake repairs such as silencing floor squeaks. How to build a soundproof floor video. If you're building a new home or undertaking a major remodel, and you want to make sure that the noise above is not heard in the room below, and vice versa, you can build a soundproof floor. You do this by pouring a one and a half inch slab of lightweight concrete on the floor. This, of course, will be major construction that involves pumping and troweling concrete. 
Be aware that this technique will raise the floor level by at least one and a half inches, so this must be taken into consideration during your planning. A floor ceiling construction that produces an STC of 53 is achieved by mounting half-inch gypsum wallboard to resilient channels fastened to 2 by 10 ceiling joists with 3.5-inch thick bats between the joists. In this scenario, the floor above has a plywood subfloor, particle board underlayment, carpet pad, and carpet. Ceiling Sound Absorption To help quiet the noise of a room that is below other rooms, you can install an acoustic ceiling. Companies such as Armstrong World Industries have a wide range of acoustic ceiling materials that are particularly popular for deadening the sound within a room and can help cut down on noise transference to and from basements and other activity areas. Acoustic tiles and drop ceiling systems offer excellent acoustical properties. Armstrong Acoustic ceiling panels dampen sound significantly. You might be pleased to find that they don't have to look like an office ceiling. People who think the conventional styles of acoustic ceilings are a bit too institutional will like some of the newer styles available. For example, Armstrong offers 2x2-foot and 2x4-foot acoustic ceiling panels that have a step-edge detail or look like embossed or molded plaster. These are very good for blocking noise generated in the basement and keeping it from invading upstairs, says a spokesperson for Armstrong's residential ceilings. They will give your basement ceiling an STC rating of about 35 and even better performance if you install bat insulation between floor joists, he adds. For more about STC, see what is an STC rating? With ceilings, as with the entire house, the most effective way to minimize noise is to combine a number of different sound blocking and sound reduction methods. Back to top. Soundproofing windows. Noisy neighbors, traffic, animals, leaf blowers, lawnmowers, pumps, airplanes, construction, these are just a few of the noises that can interrupt your home's peace and quiet. But what can you do about them? The answer is that it may largely depend on the type of noise and the work and expense you're willing to go to block the noise. Replacing windows with soundproof windows. Replacing old single-pane windows with special soundproofing windows can be a huge, though expensive, step. One important note is that energy-efficient windows and soundproof windows are two different things. Glazing that has argon gas and low-E coatings doesn't change a window's acoustic features. The thickness of the glass, the amount of space between panes, and the integrity of the frame do. Because conventional single-pane windows do very little to block noise, they are a significant target when it comes to soundproofing to shut out exterior noise. A single-pane window has an STC rating of 18 to 27. See what is an STC rating? A dual glazed or double glazed window has an STC rating of 28 to 32. Dual glazing may be a significant energy improvement for your home, but as a soundproofing improvement, the change is only slightly audible. You need to move up to a higher performer to significantly block noise. Laminated dual glazing steps up the STC to about 35, but this difference over basic dual glazing doesn't justify the additional high cost of laminated glass. The same is true of triple glazing. A better choice is choose double glazing that has two different thicknesses of glass. These windows do a better job of filtering out various frequencies of noise and will deliver an STC rating of about 34. Most major window manufacturers offer special soundproofing windows, so check around. And be sure to get multiple bids if you're thinking seriously about this type of major investment. Installing Soundproof Window Inserts if you live in an airport flight path, a noisy downtown area, or just a subdivision with too many leaf blowers, 
you're going to want windows with an STC of 38 to 40 or more. In this case, investigate special soundproofing window inserts. These are far more affordable than completely swapping out windows. Soundproof window inserts are custom made to fit and be installed inside many types of existing windows. When installed, these windows leave a hefty space of about 4 inches between the existing window and the insert. As a result, they achieve very high SDC ratings of 38 to 42. They are made in a variety of operable styles by companies such as City Quiet, Indo Windows, and City Proof Soundproof Windows. Certain brands are sold through major home improvement retailers. Window Soundproofing Panels and Acoustic Quilts Sound-reducing acoustic curtains are an inexpensive way to absorb some interior room sounds and can marginally minimize outdoor noise. You can buy buy sound-blocking curtains on Amazon for under $40. But keep your expectations low, they are not going to do an exceptional job of keeping out the noise. Noise-reducing curtains absorb indoor sound and help block outdoor noise. Nice down. Noise-reducing curtains absorb indoor sound and help block outdoor noise. Acoustic curtains will be most effective if you choose sizes that will reach from ceiling to floor. At the very least, they should extend a few inches beyond the perimeter of a window. Cock and weather strip windows. Gaps and spaces around windows allow noise to pass freely. One of the cheapest but most effective soundproofing measures you can take is to weather strip and cock windows. For more, see how to weather strip doors and windows. Copyright Don Vandervoort Home. Tips. Window weather stripping types. Back to top. Soundproofing a garage. If your home has a room next to or above the garage, street noise can travel right through the garage into your house. In this situation, the makeup of your garage door is also a consideration. The typical garage door is built with an open interior framework and faced with a sheet of plywood, steel, vinyl, or aluminum on the outside. ISO. Sound-minimizing garage doors have internal foam insulation and interior panels. But you can buy premium garage doors that are filled with foam insulation and have an additional facing on the inside. These are particularly good at keeping street noise from entering through the garage. For more, see the Garage Doors Buying Guide. Back to top. Soundproofing an apartment. Some sound control issues are not easy or affordable to solve completely because they can involve opening up and reconstructing walls, ceilings, and floors. Obviously, if you live in a rental or apartment, these methods are not practical. But what can you do to cut down on noise from next-door neighbors or an apartment above or below you? Your best measures are going to be those with neighbor compliance or participation. If you have a positive relationship with your noisy neighbors, discuss the issue and see if you can work out a solution together. For example, if their subwoofer is pounding your ceiling with bass tones, maybe you can offer to buy them a set of acoustic foam isolation pads for their speakers. If the sounds of clicking heels or heavy footfalls are pounding the ceiling, see whether they might put padded carpeting or rugs in the most problematic rooms. If the problem is floor squeaks, talk to your landlord. If the noise is coming through walls, try to arrange furniture to control it. For example, consider putting a floor-to-ceiling wardrobe or bookcase against a noisy wall. You might even put mass-loaded vinyl, MLV, behind it on the wall or the back of the bookcase or wardrobe.